Today on The Breakdown, it's been said many, many times that poker hands are like potato chips and really just chips from the chip pile. You know, some are going to be your normal, regular old Frito-Lay. You're going to have, you know, <laughs> a bugle. It's things that don't really, know, don't really show up on the radar so much, but then every so often you get a flaming hot Cheeto, you know, of a hand. You get a hand that everybody stands up and notices it. Makes your mouth alive. <laughs> and that's what we have for you today. <laughs> a hand that absolutely will make you walk around and realize that you've got something, man. You, <laughs> you can do it, man. <laughs> anyway, we're going we're gonna to do some analysis on a poker hand that uh, has some interesting plays and interesting decisions by, uh, by players in a big spot for a lot of money. And we're going to do it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I could probably say this after almost every opening, but I feel <laughs> particularly emboldened to say, like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> what no, the fuck are you talking that about? This is so good. You didn't like that? <laughs> no, I liked it, but also what the fuck? There's chips in a chip pile. Are you kind of like, are you saying? I didn't say that. Yeah, you said your chip pile. No. And you pick up something from your chip pile. And, oh, as if there's that. like a random chip pile in every household <laughs> that has different types of chips and you kind of just reach in and you don't well, know what you're going to get. It's like a Chex Mix kind of a thing, but for chips. And it's in a pile. <laughs> what well, would it not? What, where would it be? In a bag or yeah. a bowl. Well, a, a pile could be in both a bag or a bowl. You wouldn't call it a pile. A no. pile is usually on a flat surface no, it, or it, a flat-ish surface. Very true. Yeah. Very true. But, but I might call it a pile. Look at this pile of water in my <laughs> cup. <laughs> when you say it like that, I have to really agree with your side of this completely and, and abandon my side entirely. But it was all worth it for me to say flaming Hot Cheetos and, and the like. Hot che- is, that the, is that the best-selling alt chip? Probably. I don't know if it still is, but I, I, I'm sure it was for quite a while. Um, I know there's a new hot uh, Latino spicy chip on the, on the market called like Takis or something like that, which are now considered like even better than flaming Hot Cheetos. And like those are now like the two things that everyone loves, apparently. I've never had them because, you know. I love flaming Hot Cheetos. I never do anything. But you like flaming Hot Cheetos. I do. You don't even like spicy food, and you like flaming Hot Cheetos, which are spicy. They are, but I do like them. And it's, uh, I remember I even got uh, like an off brand Pringles that were flaming hot. Remember not yeah. too long ago? And I had, and you were like eating those, and I, you were like, I can't believe you have them. I'm like, they're pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, that th- those flavors are pretty awesome. You know, limon, they're limon flavors, I believe. That's what they're called. I just want to eat chips all day. Yeah. If there were no consequences, oh. I would just eat chips all day. It, well, I wouldn't only eat chips if there are no consequences. Well, yeah. I would eat a lot of chips. If there were no consequences, there would be a lot more chip eating in general by yes. me. I'd be eating chips, pizza, ice cream, and candy. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little bit of the sugariest cereals. You know, the really fun corn pops and Captain Crunch cereals and stuff like You're that. You're a big cereal guy. Oh, Always. give me some of those golden grams. Yeah. Give me some of that life here's cereal. A, here's a fun inside story. Hmm. We had, we, there was, this is, I don't know if you'll even remember this, but... Many years ago when we were at the World Series of Poker for one of our long stints there, being roommates in a house, I think this was probably the year 2014 or something like that. Okay. And uh, Jonathan was in a big cereal mode at the time, and 
it had gotten bad as far as the the cereal bowls remaining oh, places with milk in them I and cornflakes in them. Like the sink was finished. There was no more room in the sink. <laughs> so it was everywhere. It was, yeah. it was just me and Jonathan living at the house at the time. I just kept putting like the bowls the counter, around the sink. Was, yeah. And then it was on like the dining table. And I, I think one day I came up to you because I was like, it's not like I fear like the roommate thing with you because we're not roommates yeah. usually. And also it's easy to just be like, obviously you're in the wrong here. Um, but you know, I came up to you being like, Hey dude, we got to talk about, and you're like the cereal bowls. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's I thought you were going to say, actually, I was thinking you were going to say something else, which is there was a point in one of those places. Similarly, it may have been the same thing even where they were like, they'd been out, left out long enough and not cleaned long enough that there was like an ant infestation in the kitchen. Yeah, was that, like, was, that yeah, was the same place. Yeah. And I was like, I got this. Like, you don't have to do anything. I'll clean it all up. Obviously, yeah. I'll handle the ants. Yeah. Like, clearly, this is on me. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, you know, I like live alone and I do my dishes at my leisure and it's hard to switch out of that. Well, we're in your apartment right now and I don't see ants or cereal bowls. Oh, no. But if you looked at my sink, you would see a bunch of plates and Okay, dishes. but I've never, I've never seen your actual home as bad as it was in that house in Vegas. No question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. No, I would never let my home get that bad. I, I'm, no, like once my sink gets full, I'm done. Like I'm like, all right, time to clean all the dishes. So I just, also, because I run out of dishes in my So were you just hoping that I was going to clean it? What no, was no, it no. Deal? It wasn't that. It's just, uh, I think when I'm in Vegas, like, I got a lot of stuff. Like, I hate being in Vegas, as you know. And so yeah. I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I'm there. And so I think I just, like, don't think about it as much as I should, at least back in 2014. And probably 2015 and 2016. Well, it hasn't happened since then. So, I mean, so, yeah, I think, honestly, I think the ants thing, like, sort of scared me straight a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I can't, like, it's deeply not cool to do that like yeah. is what i realized like for you like it's sure. just not fair and so like i've gotten i've been much better ever since i've actually been surprised since then because we've stayed in in houses in vegas with varying crew of people but everybody almost always is pretty uh pretty respectful and actually does clean up after themselves to the extent that it like is at least reasonable and okay mm-hmm. like which is kind of unexpected among groups of poker players i would think yeah, I mean, we're all adults. Yeah. You know? We're not like YOLO, those YOLO kids who are like doing ecstasy and going to the club. No, you know? we so are it's not. It's a little different, you know? Like, yeah, but we're fucking poker players who are waking up with like 35 minutes to go till the noon start of our yeah. tournament, you know? like. But, you know, when you bust a tournament and you come home and it's like 7 p.m. and you've got all night and there's like no one else there, yeah. it's like not that hard to do the dishes. I can put my well. thing in the recycling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not that hard. I honestly still hate doing all that stuff. I never like it. I who likes that? You like it. What are you talking about? I see your face when you when you wash dishes. Yeah, like, it lights up. You're right. Yeah, and the recycling. I love the recycling. It's you, wonderful. Yeah, you because you think about the process of recycling, and it's you're like renew, reuse, and recycle. That's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, and then I then I have like a smile. Yeah, a little a little wry smile just for myself. And the camera pans away into a sunset. But the thing that really makes it work is not the smile, even though that's obviously informs it. It's the twinkle in your eyes. Yeah, and it actually makes a noise. Yeah, it goes ding. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Nice times. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Moving speaking on. of the past, this hand occurred in 2017. Wow. I remember 2017. It was a fun year. Ah, 2017. That was the first big Bitcoin year for a lot of us. Yep. And then 2018 was, you know, different. First shitty Bitcoin <laughs> for a lot of us. Yeah. We're in both years now. Yeah. We're in both years now. Okay. This was suggested by Jason Sanders. Hey. 
I don't know if Jason Sanders still listens to the podcast because guess what? He suggested it in 2017. <laughs> man, oh man, that's a long time ago. Yeah, Jason but hey, Sanders. Jason, if you're still listening, congratulations. You did a good job. Four years later, you got in. Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of demand there is for these kinds of these things. You're, you're getting the queue four years and it takes that long to get to the front of the queue. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Anyway, Jason, of course, suggested on Twitter, included a video link and a timestamp. And that is how you do it. We are the poker guys on Twitter. Obviously, if that wasn't clear to you, I don't have a lot of faith that you're going to find us anyway. Well, then so, why did you tell him? Uh, I guess I realized it as I was saying ah. it. So it was kind of like a inside the mind of a pro there. Wow. Is what you just got. The podcast pro. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, all right. So we still have a lot of players left in this event. It's like in the 200s uh, out of around 800 players. And what event is this? EPT Prague, as you might say. It's Prague. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. interesting. The EPT Prague main event in 2017. What's the buy-in? I'm going to guess it's 5,000 euros. I it think that's was, what right? it was yeah. at that time. Like 5,300. 5, yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm. Okay. Anyway, we've got a player that we have seen before on the breakdown relatively recently in a hand that occurred later than this in real time. Uh, Giannis Leparis. He was the opponent of Zhao Samao in a hand we did maybe three months ago now. Something sure. like that. Curly-haired Zhao. That's yes. what we call him, right? Curly-haired Zhao. <laughs> it's actually a superhero name. Um, so Giannis has some results. He's got something like uh, two million in earnings or one point two million. I remember the number two being part of it. Well, it's, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. It's you know numerology wise. Um, anyway, he's on the button. Okay, it's eight hundred and sixteen hundred, and he's got one hundred and twenty-two k. So he's doing quite well. He limps the button with seven five of spades. I suppose this is. Especially, this was especially popular in 2017 era. The the small blind has 33k and the big blind has uh, like 42k. So the 20ish blind stacks. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what you're limping against with the seven five suited, right? Which is like 2017 was maybe like the peak of that play being there, cool. There was a lot of that, yeah. yeah. And I guess if you're gonna, there's a lot of hands you can limp with on the button then for one blind and seven five suited. I guess is okay. Yeah, yeah. I think. If it were today, Giannis would probably raise the 7-5 suited. Probably he would. Yeah. But who knows? Some people are probably still doing that. There was certainly merit to that play in certain circumstances, tournament-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's what he does, 7-5 of spades. Then we got the small blind who's going to be the garbage human, not going to matter. Sweet. Name is Troikomenko, so I wanted to say that name because it's cool. You did it. He's got the 20 blinds. He limps the small blind. We don't actually know what his hand is. We don't get to find out. The big blind is a guy with the last name Siliander. I a love Finnish it. player without many results. He tried to look him up. Yeah. He didn't really have much as far as a Hendon is concerned. That's correct. He's got king five off, king of hearts, five of clubs. He checks the big blind. Excited yet? I'm, you know, I'm excited. I know that this is going to end up being a, uh, a flame and nacho spice type of a Dorito, not a freaking, you know. Cooler ranch? Well, those are really good. So. Yeah, but they're, they're not like exciting good. They're like, like, the, the they're g- like you know what? That's pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty excited to see a cool ranch Dorito. I'm not not gonna lie. It's not a top three Dorito for me. What the hell? What are the top three Doritos then? There's uh the like normal Dorito, which is like the nacho cheese Dorito yeah. or whatever that is. That's pretty good. Salsa Verde. Really? Yeah. Salsa Verde is fucking good. And there's another one that I can't think of. There's like there's the flaming nacho cheese, which I would think you'd be into. Probably. I'm gonna say this. Don't. Cool you ranch. can't unsay it once you say it. Are you sure you want to say it? Cool Ranch is better. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> cool, 
Cool Ranch is the best. It's the best Dorito? I think it's the best Dorito. Nah, Salsa Verde is the best Dorito. I've never had Salsa Verde. Then why'd you question my like enjoyment of Salsa Verde? <laughs> I said impossible. Salsa Verde like Salsa Verde. <laughs> You've seems, never had it. It seems impossible that that could be good. Why? What? I who would like that? That's not a reason. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of person? You know? You see what I'm saying? I'm just a monster of a person. Probably. Yeah. And that's you. And that's okay. But it's you. You're a monster. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying Pringles. What? <laughs> How is that just saying Pringles? <laughs> they're like more of a chill chip, but they're also pretty good. Yeah. But this is a spicy, a spicy hand that right. we're going to see. Just anyway, real, just real seven quick. Seven five of hearts, king five. Just real quick, give me your top two Pringles. Um, I'm going to go kind of old school chill and say uh, just the cheddar. Yeah. Cheddar's pretty all right. And I guess sour cream and onion, although original, are really good, too. But I'm going to go sour cream and onion. I'm going to go pretty old school on Pringles also. I think Pringles go, goes well with the old school flavors. Yeah. Sour cream and onion and barbecue. Huh. Barbecue, not bad. You know what is underrated? Pizza-flavored Pringles. I've never tried that. It's pizza-licious. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and pretend that I've tried that like some people <laughs> might. I didn't just pretend. To, just to shit on your opinion without having anything <laughs> to inform my own. You could say that sounds yucky, and that would That's be... That's not a, what you said, though. What did I say? You, you said salsa verde? <laughs> and then I said... And I said that Cool Ranch was clearly the best of yeah. all of them or something, even though I've never tried salsa. There's actually a bunch of Pringle flavors, or uh, Dorito flavors I've never tried. Just between us. Don't tell anyone. If you ever need a reason for living, just remember that. There's a bunch of Dorito flavors you've never There's tried. There's so many things I haven't tried that if I needed a reason for living, I would use that stuff. I'd be like, I'm going to eat all these chips. I'm going <laughs> to try all these cereals that I, that I you know, I want to try the Oreo cereal once before I die, you know. It's just Oreos and milk, right? I mean, that sounds good. <laughs> so just, yeah, it does sound pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So there's 6,400 in the pot. What are the hands against? The known hands are Laparis on the button with seven, five suited of spades and Ciliander in the big blind with king five off. Okay. And we got about 20 blinds effective. Yes. Okay. Well, no, Ciliander's started with 42K, so he's a bit more than 20 blinds effective. Okay. The, but the 20 blind stack is in the small blind, who's not going to matter. Got it. Ace, five, three, two hearts. The king of hearts is in Ciliander's hand. That's the only heart. Uh, checks to Laparis. Okay. First question is, should Ciliander be leading this? No. It's, it's a limp pot preflop. Right. It's a limp pot preflop. Probably not anyway, though. Like, Ciliander... Uh, probably is raising more aces than the guy in the button. LaParis. LaParis. Sorry, I don't have notes because of weird technical stuff. Usually I have notes on the hand, so I don't have the names. Uh, then LaParis is like, LaParis is probably limping maybe all of his aces right now, while Cylinder's definitely raising some of his aces, right? So I, so it means, that means LaParis has more aces. Yeah. So the button has more aces. So I think it's probably a check. And we have got a really good uh, hand to bluff catch with. Yeah. All makes sense. It's vulnerable, obviously, to a lot of the types of hands that Laparis would limp. We're playing a small pot, though. It's it's not like there's three blinds in the pot. It's, it's okay to bet here. You could bet one blind, but I, I think I think checking is really fine here. I think I lean towards a bet. Really, just putting myself in this position, which I've been in in tournaments many times. I think I'm often betting in this spot. Like okay, with 42k, the pot 6400. That's pretty valuable. Okay, and uh, so I, I'm I'd really like to protect my hand, especially and like there's two hearts on the board as well. So mm-hmm. we can get called and be ahead. It's not a complete game theory disaster spot. We can. Not that often, though. That is one of the problems, yeah. for sure. But still, by denying the equity, it can't be that bad to, to bet. And like I'd, I'd, just, I'd be happy for Jack Tennis Spades to fold. You know? yeah. It wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. If we think uh, LaParis is going to kind of always bet this flop, which I imagine he would, 
That makes me want to check a little more. Okay. Now, it turns out he flopped the hell out of this. No, he didn't. Doesn't he have, isn't two hearts on the board in a five? You said there were two hearts on the board. Yeah. He's got seven five of hearts. Uh, no, he does not. What does he have? Seven five of spades. Ah! Well, then he, he, he didn't flop that well. No. But this is the kind of board I would expect to take lots of... Like, all his bluffs are probably going to bet here. Yes. So that's, that's a reason to check, too. Yeah. Like we expect a lot of C-bets. I agree with that. So he does, he does bet, by the way, La Paris. Aha! After the check from Ciliander. Uh, he bets 2,300 into 6,400. Okay. Fine, whatever. Just, just protecting equity, mostly. Maybe yes. get called by a three sometimes. Yeah. I um, guess there, there actually are worse fives. Yeah. But not many. No. The garbage human folds, and uh, Ciliander calls with king five. I don't see there being any other option besides calling if you're Ciliander, right? Um, yeah, there's we make no sense at all the raise here. Okay, so he doesn't. Okay, the pot's now eleven thousand. Okay, nitrogen sports eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. That's that's the rating that it got from Consumer Reports, which is the highest they've ever done. They it's usually a, only go up to a hundred, <laughs> but they went eleven thousand out of a hundred. Yeah, because they loved it so much. They were like, "This is far and beyond." And they explicitly mentioned the Poker Guys monthly tournament, which but, you can yeah. only gain access to by using the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen. And the thing is, like, we may be shells, but Consumer Reports not shells. No, they they cannot be bought. Right. That's their whole thing. Yeah. We obviously, we are bought. Not not only can we be bought, we are currently bought. Yeah. But these guys are not. And they also said 11,000 out of 100. That's crazy. That really is. That's amazing. It's so much. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, once you're on there, of course, there's the Poker Guys tournament. There's other poker to play. There's other events that are Poker Guys exclusive things. We did a March Madness thing this year. We often do NFL stuff, survivor pools. Sometimes they throw in a little money on a fantasy sports league. You know, it's cool. They just they just fucking give it away. They do. They just always want the poker guys audience to be flush. Yes, they do, and they make sure of it. They also allow you to bet sports and casino gamble and all of those things that you can do on the old nitrogen sports. It's all wonderful and good. Of course, use the link in the description when you sign up. It's great. It's great. Do it. We'll see you there. We'll see you at the nitrogen. <laughs> yes, we will. Not the tank, but the, the actual website. All right. Sure. So we've got the ace five three two heart board king five for Ciliander in the big blind Laparis with uh, the old seven five of spades in on the button. The turn is the six of diamonds. Okay. So Laparis now has a gut shot to go along with his pair. Mm. Does not improve at all for uh, Ciliander, who checks. Should Laparis bet this card? This is an interesting question. Yeah. So we're beating threes. If we bet. Three might just fold, especially when the six comes, actually, because if we had if we were betting with any kind of equity, the six makes all the hands that weren't already beating a three pretty much beating a three now, except hearts. right? Yeah, not hearts. Yeah, but everything else. Um, so also, like, if we were to improve now in any way, the board is terrifying, right? Yes. So that's another reason to bet. We're obviously going to check back the river were we to get called and not improve. Yeah. I think almost always. Uh, I don't know. Like at the same point, it goes the other way too, right? Where like our opponent could have just hit a six and it, we could never put another chip in if he's got a six and we've got a five. It's possible we never have to put another chip and just get to showdown. I kind of want to bet though because we have, we have some like strong equity in terms of, not equity. I, I shouldn't say it that way. We have a chance to make a strong hand still. Like, so I yeah. kind of want to bet again, even though we've got a little showdown value. I, what do you think? I admit I'm not, Play around this. I think I want to bet again because um, 
the fact that Ciliander did not raise the flop removes a lot of the potential two pair combos that he ha- he had probably every two pair combo yeah uh, pre flop. But once he sees this wet ace high flop and does not raise, we can remove a lot of the two pair combos, right? Mm-hmm. Because he didn't raise pre flop, we can remove all the big aces from his range mostly, like with forty two k right when the button limps. Yeah, um, so he's got a lot of maybe maybe he's got a lot of heart draws. Maybe the, the six is a problem because he could have had a gut shot or yeah. an open under that now either is a straight or has paired. But you'd expect those to be raises sometimes, too, on the flop. Sure. I think I want to bet to deny equity for the most part. Um, I don't expect to get value out of anything, but I do think we can deny equity from some hearts and maybe some things that are lurking around that are like a deuce type hand, a hand with a deuce in it, you know, stuff like that. A hand with a deuce in it. Why is that a problem? Because ace three, five. So, you know, a deuce has a gut shot. Right. But if a four comes. Oh yeah. That's a good that's point. That's fine. We want, we want good. to have a deuce. Okay. never mind. Forget the deuce. Cool. Um, mostly I want to bet to deny equity and we can always check back the, the river. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree I'm a little concerned that like the hands that we're denying equity to are often like that they may they may make an aggressive play at us, i.e. hearts. Like if hearts called on the flop and we bet the turn, they may be like, well, time to like I can't just call here. So I'm either gonna fold or I'm gonna raise. I guess that's possible. Yeah. And that would suck. Yeah. I don't know how often that really happens though. Like it's easy, like these are always things I worry about as a poker player, but in practice, like there's a few players who are gonna do this all the time, but most players aren't, right? So I don't know. Is this something you think we need to worry about? Or should we just be betting and be like, eh, I don't get raised. Actually, I have a bit of a new take on this. Cool. I think I want to bet to fold out a better five, which I know is easy to say, knowing that Ciliander has a better five. Yeah. Um, If we fold out a three, whatever, we weren't probably going to get any action from a three on the river anyway, if we decided to do a thin value bet. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's a null point. But based on the flop action, I think it's unlikely that Ciliander has two pair. Yeah. I think based on preflop, it's unlikely that he has an ace. And based on the flop action, also I think it's unlikely that he has a heart draw. Right. I think he's going to check raise a heart draw with a fair amount of a fair amount of time because he can have a lot of two pair combos and it's fine to rep that. Sure, he can also have deuce four, the nuts, the flop nuts because yeah. he's the big blind. Um, so if we don't really worry about getting check raised by a heart draw, we don't think two pairs very often. That leaves a lot of fives and threes in his range. So we'll fold out the threes, whatever. We probably weren't going to get any value from those anyway. And a five is probably going to fold if we bet again. Yeah. And most of the fives are better than our five. Especially when the six comes in. Yeah. It's really hard for the five to call with any kind of a real bet. That's interesting. So not only do we charge the hearts, we fold out slightly better hands. We charge other equity, which maybe folds it out, maybe doesn't. Yeah. But either way, that's good. And we also build the pot for the times when we improve and we want to go for value on the river, which is usually just a four. But I guess if the five pairs in this case, that would be bad. But in general, um, and if we hit a seven and we get a check, we might go for really thin value with two pair. I'm not sure. Not sure. It's a little tough to do against sort of the completely wide open range. Not wide open anymore, but fairly wide range of our opponent. But we might decide to do that. Yeah. So those are all pretty good reasons to bet. And, And we're balancing it with like, Hearts are going to check raise us sometimes. They're not going to check raise us enough, I think, for the to outweigh. And they're not really going to be there that often because they didn't raise the flop, right? Right, so. or even just bet the flop themselves, yeah. which they might do. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think I like that. Let's do it. That's another the, adding that to the pile of already reasons that we have, like the pile of chips over there. Um, I'm going to yeah. take one out and eat it and enjoy it and say yes. Let's Bugles, bet. woo.
Yeah, those are like a generic, like unimpressive chip when I said that, right? Yeah. That was the point. Except the shape is not unimpressive. No, it's, those are super fun. Yeah. It's like a little funnel. Yeah. <laughs> you can put them on your fingers and pretend you have Oh, everyone fingers. does that. Yeah. You're like a witch. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Giannis Laparis does not take our advice back in 2017. He checks back. Yeah. Can't really blame him in the moment. It can't I think I slightly prefer bad. a bet. And actually, my main intention is folding out better fives. I like it. Uh so we got 11K in the pot still. The river is a whippity whippity five of diamonds. What the unfair. Hashtag it's the one out. Unfair, yeah. That's, uh, so obviously now Ciliander has the best trips and uh, LaParis has bad trips, but you know both good hands. I mean, they both look pretty good. Yeah. So the board reads ace five three with two hearts, six of diamonds, five of diamonds. The ace was of spades, so diamonds didn't come in. No flush came in. Mm-hmm. Just the trips and some straights came in. So Leander's got a bet, right? Just to like, because Ace might check back on this card if it checked back the turn. I think we should bet either way because even if an Ace bets and we go for a check raise, it's probably going to bet fold a lot. Yeah, and we get to set the price instead of the Ace setting the price this yeah. way. So we want we can bet chunky instead of letting the Ace bet tiny and trying to get called yep. by some worse hand. I agree, and that's a great point. And Ciliander really fucks this up. Oh, really? Because he bets half pot, and it's like, mm. what's even the point of doing that? I, I totally think that you made a, a, a really good point about the sizing here. I think you should be going pot. Like an ace is probably going to still call. At I think pot. so. Hearts missed. He's yeah. just going to have to call. Yeah. So this is a terrible size, honestly. Yeah. I mean, at least go 80%. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, if you're, if you're going to bet half pot, check and let him bluff sometimes. And right. And let the ace might bet half pot anyway. Yeah. Okay. Here's where things get a little wonky, funky, wacky. Funky town. Can you let this get away without a raise if you're LaParis? Right. Because I am struggling to find a reason to raise, even though it feels nitty to just call. I was wondering if you were going to say that, because <laughs> it seems hard to come up with, immediately anyway, any good justifications for raising. Here's a justification for raising. Uh, we raise the river a lot, and we've been caught bluffing doing it. That's a reason. So now we, 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 need, why didn't, we need to have more value, and this is a reasonable Okay, hand. it's just like what we have like hearts that we didn't bet the turn with. Yeah, we're turning a six into a bluff. We're turning a three into a bluff, or we have hearts. We're like, eh, we're probably not going to get it through right check. Yeah, I guess that's... Those that's, are the reasons, yeah. right? Um, or to even... Get, to get called by what? To get called by what? We're yeah, when to, we raise, what are we trying to get called by? Oh, when we actually have this hand. Oh, we're trying to get called by an ace. And... Okay. Or even a six that's heroing, but mostly an ace. An ace. I don't, I'm not loving my reasons Which didn't so raise far. preflop. Well, they're not always going to raise preflop. And did bet this river when LaParis did decide to bet the flop. Right. Seems, which it, so betting half pot, could. it's not in pot. With what ace, though? Like, which aces didn't raise preflop? Wouldn't they be afraid of the bigger aces? Hmm. Well, again, if we've got a reputation of being a little bluffy or being bluffy on the river and with river races, I'm not, who, buying, who I'm has, not buying this. Who reason. has that reputation? I'm not buying this fucking reason. Well, that's that's the only obvious thing I can come up with. Like, why else would we raise here? Like, we don't have a good kicker. How are we supposed to get called? This right. is to, to get called by what is the most important question? Yeah, exactly. What continues against us? And. I don't know. We have to hope to get called by an ace, which is so unlikely to be here. Yeah. And then it's not going to call, right? Like ace eight is probably not going to call unless this guy's just a spewy guy who doesn't know anything about poker, which I guess is possible. We don't know anything about him, but like it's, it seems very unlikely he's going to call, right? Yeah. He has to have a hand like ace eight first, which is very difficult at this point mm-hmm. and then decide to call. Yeah. LaParis is going to raise obviously, and it's terrible. 
I hate it. <laughs> I can't think of any actual good reason. It, like, it's so easy to say, like, oh, my hand is good, so I have to raise. But you always have to ask what continues yes. against this range. Or not against this play. What range actually continues? And you know, sometimes you've got opponents that are going to continue wide enough and other opponents who won't. So you raise against some guys and not against others, and that's fine. Yeah, there's some like truly very bad players that you could recognize as a guy who would have an ace and always call. Right. And, and you're like, okay, I got to raise against that guy. I think you know, the, the worse a player is, the more you can get away with this, or, yeah. you know, or the more heroing a player is. But otherwise, against a normal player who, knows, who understands what's going on, this is not a hand you can get value with. No, like there's other hands you can have. Like you can have, I don't actually know. We can have other fives, better fives. I, I Would we like raise any of those? Queen, we, maybe queen five plus. We can we can start to justify. Yeah, because now we're getting value out of the bad fives. Yeah, right. But now we don't get value out of any bad fives. No, like jeez, man. No, we're chopping with with. Uh, well, we're not chopping, but like we're. I guess we can beat five deuce, and and five four. We we are chopping, right? Oh, we? we are chopping. Yeah. Yeah, our se- oh no, our seven plays. I take it back, doesn't yeah. it? Our seven does play. I, yeah. I apologize. Five, 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 seven, ace is what we have. Okay. Five, five, five. Okay, so we're beating five, four, and five, deuce. That is not enough. Yeah. That, okay, they, they probably will call our raise, but that is not enough. That's right. just not good enough. Crucially, all of the other fives, they play too. So eight, five plays. Of course. Nine, five plays. Ten, five plays. Jack five plays, queen five plays, king five plays. Guess who has all of those in his range because we didn't raise preflop? Yeah. The big blind. Boy, this is not perfect, but it is close to a perfect game theory disaster unless there's lots of dynamic yeah. going on. I just can't imagine what he's targeting to get called by. Like, if Ciliander had a six and somehow played it like this, which I don't imagine most players would, why would you bet the river? It's not really much of... Right now, when the five yeah. pairs, you wouldn't do it. Right. Um like if somehow we had that he's folding if we raise even yeah that's the, that's the even bigger point who yeah. cares if he's betting a six he's folding the six right right he doesn't have very good aces even if he has aces and he's probably folding those two when you play yeah. it like this most of the time since he can have a five right by this the way is, he does have a five <laughs> this is the type of mistake that is just eating away at your profit over time oh my god if you're Paris. It's just, this is just bad. And unless, like you said, there is a dynamic involved here. Maybe there is, you know, who knows? LaParis does have some results. Okay, but that doesn't, yeah. You know, I will say this. When you see a guy doing stuff like this, you know, like let's, and I'm not going to give away what happens to this hand, but if he's doing it here, it means he's probably doing it in other places. Yeah. Which means sometimes he goes to showdown. We actually get to see what he's raising the river with. And sometimes that's going to screw some people up and they're going to call just a little too thin and like, you yeah, know, hands that they would have folded. Now they have, feel like they have to call with, and often that's going to be good enough. And it, I'm sure it's hurting LaParis, but every so often it, it's like friendly fire. You know, it like screws you up. And like, yeah, I I agree with that from an overall perspective. But in this specific hand, even if you know this reputation of LaParis and you're a silly ender and you have Ace Eight, you wouldn't give him no. worse than Ace Eight as a overvaluing hand. No, this is this is still terrible. No, this yeah. is where you have like um eight eight five and you call. Yeah, because you're like I can't really beat anything, but I still have to call with trips. Yeah. Clearly, like right. you have to call trips against a lot of people, I think, but certainly against a guy who, who has any reputation of overvaluing. Yeah. So if you had five deuce and five four, okay, you'd have to call two, but you probably would call those anyway. You're calling yeah. those either way. Blind, you're probably calling that. You, you bet call and you roll your eyes and you know you're probably beat, but you probably yeah. have to call those. Right. Because what if he's out like trying to squeeze value out of ace queen or something? Or just going for a weird bluff. Yeah. You know. Anyway, this happens. I don't like it, but it happens. Paris makes it 14,500. But my friend, my friend. Yes, sir. The the shit show's not over yet. There's still shit to be had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
because you would think you would think that this right now this is not a flaming hot Cheeto of a hand. So maybe that's what it is. Right now it's just like a spicy nacho. Yeah, it's a spicy Dur- nacho flavor Dorito. Dorito. Yeah. So but, we gotta up it. Here we go. All Take right. Take me to eleven. So Cillander is like, you know what I should do with my trips is I should go all in for thirty four thousand. Uh, Why would you do that? So he does have the best five. That's good. That is good, but we have to believe a few different things here. Okay, number one, it is reasonable to think we have the best hand a lot. Yes. Based on the way this hand played out, right? You would think hands that were better than ours almost always bet the turn, right? Because it's like two pairs going to bet the turn. Straights are going to bet the turn. Sets are going to bet the turn. Right. So, like, that's a pretty good reason to actually think, like, I'm basically... I'm, But you're never 100% sure, right? Right. You're almost free-rolling this play by by going all in, but you're not. Yeah. So that's the question. You, again, have to believe a lot about your opponent, like, he's going to call me with a worse five. Yeah. Like, if you don't think you can get called by a worse five, obviously you can't make this play. Hey, he gets called by a worse five. Well, that's crazy, especially this worse five. LaParis calls. With this hand. So... Talk about compounding issues and like losing profit over time. How can you raise call this hand on the river? I have no idea. Like I think Cillander's move-in is thin, but maybe you can justify it based on the reasons you said. Like those are not horrible reasons. I have the best hand almost always is a pretty good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like on this wet board, you'd really expect a straight or a set or two pair to bet the turn. So here's what's really going on, right? Uh LaParis overvalues his hands in general. And Cillander knows that. Let's, I guess so. let, let's let's say it. that at least fits this whole story now, right? It's like I bet the river I got raised. I got raised because Cillander overvalues his hand, and now I can re-raise all in with what is almost certainly the best hand because he overvalues his hand, which means he can call me with the worst hand. You mean LaParis overvalues his hand? That's what I mean. Yeah. But like the seven five overvalues his hand, and like that that all fits perfectly. All right, let's play a game called Jonathan justifies the play. Okay, I love it. I love these. Justify games. the call. <laughs> okay. This is a really tough one. Okay, we have 7-5. We do block straight. <laughs> we block 7-4. Yes. Okay. That is not much because that's not much. But like 7-4 is... Could he have had 7-4 on the flop? It's ace-5-3-2 He could. Hearts. He could. It's possible. We only bet 2,300. We gave him 4-1. It's not... It's possible. Yeah. And then... Okay, so of course we don't want him to have seven four. We block no. seven four, so he don't, he'd be repping seven four, and we block it. It's not yeah. that he, that we actually want him to have it. So, so him, yeah. But but that way he thinks it could be in a part of his story. He's like, yeah, I can have seven four, so I can rep this because. But then we're like, ha ha ha! I have a seven. So we're saying he has hearts. We don't have any hearts in our hand, right? That's good. Nice. So so we don't block hearts. We do block the straight, and we do block full houses with the five. Yes. And maybe we think this guy can't move in without at least a straight. Yeah. And we block straights and block full houses. Right. Now, that's not terrible. Yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed I got that far. Yeah. Quite frankly. Uh, the counter to that, of course, is he was in the big blind and there was no raise pre-flop. He just had to pound the table and see a flop. So he has any two. Yeah. Now, we block some stuff, but he still has any two. Right. We don't have to. There's no range here. Yeah. The, block, the blocking two. is not that valuable in right. this, in this he scenario. Has, he has literally every five in the deck that he could possibly have. Right. That, that anyone could possibly. Have. I have another defense. Go ahead. Actually. Uh, distribution. It's possible mm. that this is very near or the top of LaParis's distribution yes. as played. Yes. When he limps preflop, especially when he checks the turn, he may have no lone fives that are better than seven five suited. Right. He might be folding eight five suited, nine five suited, ten five suited, jack five suited, queen five suited. Maybe he has king five suited. I think we could argue pretty reasonably going back to distribution, that even if he has some of those other fives, that this is a better five to have because, because he, he blocks doesn't, a straight. He blocks a straight and doesn't have hearts. Okay. 
Like that's kind of awesome. Yeah. These are all actually good reasons to they are to call, but it doesn't matter. It's not enough. Well, we have to know our opponent is very bluffy too. Yes. Like if our opponent is very bluffy, then we could justify a call here. I think, I think we have a, a real range problem here. Like Cylinder has a clear significant uh, range advantage here. And like we were already on thin value ice when we raised yes. to 14, five. And then this happened on top of it. We have to put Cylinder on turning a three into a bluff. Or hearts. Or hearts. Just hearts. A three is a better bluff, but yes. Well, maybe he has like hearts with a four in his hand or hearts with a seven in his hand. He's like, I block straights. So, ha It's just so hard in events like this uh, with a guy with no results. Like, maybe they didn't start the day against each other, so LaParis didn't hand in him or something. But like, an unknown opponent in an event that's a 5K open event, you can't assume has so many moves on the river. These tournament lives are hugely important to a lot of these people. Like this is the biggest event this guy might play all year. Yeah. This isn't Steven Chidwick, right? right? If this is Steven Chidwick, I think with seven, five, no hearts, we maybe really do have to call. I think maybe we really just have to call the initial. Bet yeah. We don't raise, instead but, of but raising. somehow we found ourselves raising and he goes all in here. We probably do have to call. Because I think of that, I think actually the, the raise by LaParis is worse than the call of the three bet by LaParis somehow. If yeah, you, I think if, so you, too. if you can disconnect the two, I agree. I think the raise is worse. Yeah, because because we can do some level of justification yeah. for the the call. I suppose the raise is is just abjectly off. It feels yeah. like like just just a a, lo- a money losing play, you know, just yeah, the opposite of profit, whatever that is, loss. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a money losing play too, but it may literally be the best hand in Laparis's distribution to call with, but the expected value of zero of folding might actually be better than the expected value of calling with your best possible hand. Yes. I think, I think in this case that could be true. This though comes back to like, you might be worried that like the story you just told is like the best hand I ever have here. If I'm La Paris is King five, right? Yeah. Like I could, I could show up with King five suited. I don't have that, but like, but like, so I'm capped at like just a pretty good hand. So when he goes all in, maybe he thinks he can push me off literally my entire range. And I don't want to. I, I don't want to allow that. It's such a leap to give a, a guy credit to put his tournament life on the line in an event like this yeah. with a random bluff. Also, this guy, Cillander. Cil- Thank you, Cillander. We looked him up. It's not like he's like you know setting the world on fire here. Yeah. It's not like he's a crusher. It's different if he's a crusher. You could you could give him a lot more credit for for like reading these situations and being like, well. I mean, he can like he can basically move at me with impunity on the river, three bet me with impunity because like I just never have a super strong hand. So this is a hand with blocker, so I can call it blah blah blah. If you don't think Cillander is thinking about all that stuff, then none of that matters. Yeah, you just got to throw it away, man. This is this feels like kind of a car crash. This, it's this it, river. It does. I, I I feel like I understand why Cillander is doing this. I think Cillander understands that LaParis is overvaluing hands, or he himself just overvalues I hands. I think it's possible they both overvalue yeah. hands, and LaParis just got the worst end of it here. Yeah, that, that, that maybe is, is what's going on, actually. Yeah. But okay. either way, if, if, two, if both players overvalue their hands, someone's going to do very well. And apparently, Cillianer did, except not really in the tournament. They both didn't really do much in the tournament. Right. Because, you know. Overvaluing. Yeah. <laughs>